Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who are in a good place to record it. We're episode. in such a good place right now. <laughs> Everything's great. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. I'm at a point where I don't even totally know if I'm being sarcastic. I don't either. <laughs> There's a weird energy happening. <laughs> Definitely not weirder than the energy that ABC is putting out into the oh. universe with this year's fall lineup. Wow. wow. That was so tight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... Nailed it. Today we're talking about new fall shows because it's November and we are topical. Very. Very topical. And this kind of feels like a mini pilot palooza in a way because... I we had a couple in mind and then there were some cancellations and we were late and whatever. But we ended up going with two shows, one that we picked out when we planned because sometimes we plan for this podcast and one that we didn't, but both of which I've heard like might be mm-hmm. okay. Question mark from people who normally don't think these types of products are okay. <laughs> so it was an adventure. <laughs> And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Adventure time. Yeah. Adventure time. Adventure time. So, I guess the first show we'll talk about tonight, today, (laughs) whenever you're listening, (laughs) um, is, both these shows are on ABC. The first one is called Stumptown, and it is a crime procedural that takes place in Portland. Hence, nope. Portland. Seattle. You're right. <laughs> but you know, Portland. I do okay, that I panic all for a the minute. damn time. I mm-hmm. think it's just a coffee problem. It's a coffee problem because I was like, Stumptown coffee is a thing. And then I was thinking coffee and I was thinking yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. And, you no, know, I do that constantly. Luckily, this show is pretty good at yeah. reminding you in pretty much every opportunity that it has that it is set in Portland. It has a real Twilight vibe in that regard. Yes. <laughs> Actually, in a couple regards, but... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stumptown stars... Oh, wait, you didn't say what your mother. show was. Oh, well, we're going to get there. Okay. That's a teaser. People have to keep listening. (laughs) All right. There's another show coming. Okay, anyway. There's another show coming. Anyway, Stumptown (laughs) has the chick from How I Met Your Mother who went to the mall, um, whatever her name is, and it has, uh, the guy from New Girl, the hot one. Oh, is that where he was from? Yeah. He's Hmm. the girl who can only do one, but we'll get there. Okay. And... Um, from what I gather, (laughs) loosely, the premise is that she is a army vet, potentially, a armed forces vet of some kind. Marines, according to Wikipedia. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I come prepared every time. <laughs> so, thank you. And she is mostly unemployed and lives in Portland and is like a private investigator of sorts. And there's hijinks. Yes. Is that the, like, fair TLDR there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, like, some amount of unclear organized crime, and she gets roped into it, and thus we have plot. 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 Yeah. So, the plot in this episode is some child gets abducted that she's involved with for personal reasons. Involved in... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in a bad way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's one way of having gone about it. <laughs> we'll take it back a notch. <laughs> so she was dating this guy who died at some point, and his mom didn't like her. His mom also happens to be the like figurehead of a large casino family, and so it's this lady's granddaughter who gets abducted by organized crime and so she See, that brings seemed in... like too much to explain hence why i made the misstep that i did <laughs> and so she like brings her in because you know this chick is unemployed and just running up debt at the casino and so then the casino woman is like find my granddaughter and we'll forgive your debt and then she, that's when the hijinks ensue and then she has sexy times with a hot cop and the hot cop is like hey sometimes the police can't solve crimes so why don't you go be a private investigator right yes yeah and there's a whole plot that goes nowhere with new girl guy and he's opening a bar because again he can only do one thing, and that's be a bartender. <laughs> and that's, like, all he does. And then he's like, I'm your friend, like, seven times, just in case you missed it. Yeah, he's, like, he's basically just, like, concerned friend, capital C, capital mm -hmm. F. Because mm -hmm. he's always like, you are gonna get in trouble. I'm worried. Right. That's basically his whole deal. And it had a it had a vibe to it, like they were going for some lightness. Mm hmm Um they rip straight from How I Met Your Mother, uh her having a mixtape stuck in the car that yep. plays that ends up just like being an excuse to play like some pretty solid bangers. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm not mad about that. I was, like, in general, not mad about this show. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was better than I expected it to be. Will I watch it? No. No. I knit two rows to it, and that's fine. <laughs> like, if this show came in a, like, 
medical procedural flavor instead of a crime procedural flavor, I would probably watch it. Hmm. It worked for me a little. It may be just, like, the casting worked for me. That's fair. I could see that. But I didn't hate it, and it wasn't as, like, problematic as these shows tend to be. No, it wasn't. I found What's-Her-Face to be, like, a boring character, but that's just because I'm sort of over, like, the hard-ass, stoic fuck-up lady. Yeah. As, like, an archetype. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult in this day and age to find a leading female character from network television that does not annoy me in some form. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I don't know who that says more about, me or the networks, but I think there's just kind of a lot going on these days. I'm also a little bit over the, like, army vet with PTSD as, like, an easy crutch for every writer. There really has been, like, a lot of, of veteran television. It's not just because we watched The Night Shift. <laughs> no, no, there was more also. <laughs> And so also, much. there's one day at a time. Like, I'm not even just going to blame the broadcasts over here. Yeah. Lots of it. I'm just over it. Especially there because... There are other ways for people to become salty. <laughs> yeah, like, there are a lot of ways for you to be fucked up. I feel like it's it's like writers were told they weren't allowed to do rape anymore. Yeah. And so they were like, well, what else do we have? Yeah. And to some extent, I think it's people trying to show, like, elevate, like, mental health, but that's their only avenue that they're going down. Yeah, that's the only avenue. And also in this show, it was strongly implied through a, a plot that happened and also through a comment made by concerned friend character that whenever she has flashbacks, she has one night stands. And that just doesn't seem like the way no. you want to um, no. portray that one, perhaps. Nope. Yeah. She, like, nope. has a flashback in her car, and then she calls the hot cop and, like, goes and sleeps with him. And during that flashback, you get, like, other layered flashbacks of her on the phone with other men. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, stumbles into the friend's bar and he's like, you need to get a handle on your flashbacks, because you can't keep having one-night stands. <laughs> okay. It's just... is a yikes. There's just lots of yikes happening. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I thought would for sure be a yikes that didn't strike me as a yikes so far, though I've only seen one episode, is her, like mentally disabled brother. Yeah. I was, like, worried. <laughs> yes. Always. <laughs> Always. But they seemed to, like, do okay with that, and they showed him as, like, a functional adult. Yeah, they, who, like, they seemed to treat a, him with, like, some yeah. amount of agency. Which was nice and different. Yeah. Now but I also don't know where they're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, according to Wikipedia, this character who goes by Dex, her full name is potentially Dexedrin. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you need a prescription for that? <laughs> D-E-X-E-D-R-I-N-E. I could be saying that wrong. <laughs> could you not? <laughs> and <laughs> when you click through on Wikipedia, it takes you to the description of a stimulant of the central nervous system. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's prescribed as a treatment for ADHD and narcolepsy. Oh, boy. It can also be used for athletic performance and as a cognitive enhancer. <laughs> well, we've learned a lot. And as an aphrodisiac. Wow. Oh, it's used by the military. Mm, see? As a go pill during fatigue-inducing missions. Mm. So, yeah. There it's you also, have it. <laughs> there you have it. It's also based on a comic book, which I yes. think explains a lot about the vibe. Yeah, they kind of nailed it. Yes. <laughs> which I'm, like, alarmed to say. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I really don't know what to do with this show. I would love to hear if people listening have watched more than one episode and have thoughts. Yeah, I think that's what I want. I want to read some thoughts and hear some thoughts. Like, if you've been out, if you're out there and you've been watching it. Um, yeah. Then, like, you should tell us what you think of it, what your experience of it is. Yeah, I'm very curious. Do they keep yeah. playing the same seven songs every episode? Or is that a gimmick for one episode only? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine at some point she's going to get a better car. You think, though? She's got to eventually, right? Like, there's only so they long. They spent a lot of time on that car. Someone's going to give her a car at some point. Yeah. I found a couple of reviews, and none of them are interesting, and basically all of them agree that they don't necessarily see, like, they're all kind of in the same place that you are, which is that it's, like, an interesting show, but they don't necessarily see how it's gonna sustain. I don't know. It hasn't been cancelled yet. It hasn't. <laughs> no boy. But you know, a lot of shows have not been cancelled. So many shows have not been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we ready to jump into our second show? Yeah, second show time. <laughs> so our second show, also brought to you by ABC, is Emergence. And we picked this show because we fucking hated Downward Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> it was the worst show. <laughs> it was one of the first shows we covered when we became a podcast. So you should dig back through the archives and go listen to our coverage of Downward Dog. <laughs> because it was a special time in all of our lives. It was so bad. So very bad. It was... there. It was... It was... It, it was it really bad. It so sad. <laughs> I, I stammered for so long because I was going to try to describe it to you, and my brain got a little overwhelmed. 
Yeah. We may revisit yeah. it at some point, but... Pro- we probably will, but dear God. Dear God, it's so bad. Dear God, go listen to those episodes. Yeah. So that was our first exposure, to my knowledge at least, um, to Allison Tolman. And mm-hmm. I've heard she's good in other things. I'm People happy for on her. Twitter That's really great. like her. They really like her. I don't know that I dislike her. I just hated that show so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, she's now on this ABC show, and we wanted to see if it was better or worse than Downward Dog. Yes. So you get to lead us now, Kirsty. Um. Okay, so this is a show that um, Variety describes as um, being the next lost, which anytime that happens, you should be alarmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's a chief of police for a nondescript place on Long Island, and she gets called to a plane crash um, after a mysterious power outage where everybody sees um, colors in the sky, sort of like the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole situation occurring, and everything is spooky. And at the crash site, they find a small child, and they don't really know what to do with her, so she just kind of takes the small child back to her house, which is, like, super not legit. Um, (laughs) Long story short, the small child is, like, low-key alien-haunted, and um, spooky things keep happening, and weird mystery people keep looking for her, and a group of people um, pretend to be the feds. And, like, come in and clean up the crash site suspiciously fast. And then she ends up meeting, like, a reporter who does, like, conspiracy theory stuff. And um, then there's, like, a big scary crime incident where someone tries to kidnap the kid. And more spooky things happen. And then she's like, rescues the kid from a car crash that is also spooky and mysterious. Yeah. The key word here is spooky. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Really glad you brought that one back. (laughs) It's been a while. Oh, man. So spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 So this show also had a vibe. It very much had a vibe. So you pointed out that you thought I would like the show because it sort of falls under the umbrella category of, like, um, disaster porn drama, which tends to be kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. This one is, like, very middling as far as that category of show goes. It sure is. Like that's that's why I pointed to Under the Dome and not like see Under the Dome better. I think was like far more compelling of a pilot. I want to clarify pilot. <laughs> Fair. I would say pilot is an operative word. <laughs> <laughs> this one um, they, I felt like they were really trying to go for a prestige and they just couldn't get there. They couldn't get there. No. Um I think Revolution is better at this, but Revolution is less, like, spooky and more, more like, government conspiracy. Sure. Because, you know, they're different. 
Um, I also think Manifest is better at this. Mm-hmm. Um, Manifest is able to walk the line of, like, government conspiracy and spooky. Yep. Except the Manifest has some really bizarre god stuff going on, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this episode hinted towards a government conspiracy of some sort. See, I don't think it's a government conspiracy. I think it's an alien conspiracy. I think it's both. Okay. Because of the Homeland Security Base? Yeah. Hmm. I just assumed it was all aliens. It had some real, like, North Shore vibes. And then (laughs) they talked about Plum Island, and I'm like, cool, we're definitely on the North Shore. And then they were like, Long Island. Yeah, but like, in the way that network television never knows where it is in time or place. Well, I know, so just give us one. (laughs) (laughs) New York isn't that great. They don't need it all. No, it's not. That's true. Do you really want spooky alien conspiracies on the North Shore, though? I mean, we've got them in the South Shore, and we're getting an (laughs) FX show. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> get our broadcast networks out of New York and Chicago and L.A. is my yeah main campaign here. Yeah, we need more New England mystery dramas. New England is a mysterious place. It's so spooky. <laughs> so spooky. Do you know how many weird old Victorians have died in strange ways all across the region? Mm-hmm. We have lots of scary Victorian ghosts. So many. Aliens come here sometimes, I think. Pretty sure there have been cases of crop circles in Vermont. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had a dome. We did. You know, we did almost have a dome. we did have that in the 70s favorite thing yeah yeah real talk there was a town in vermont that in the 70s was gonna build a dome over it because it's a very small town and it would be more fuel efficient they believed and they were gonna build a nice little utopia with public transit and a big outdoor garden (laughs) and then a bunch of people were like a bunch of people were like how are you gonna drive cars under a dome Mm -hmm. also how are you gonna put a dome over a town Mm-hmm. And thus, the dome was never built. <laughs> R.I.P. the dome. R.I.P. the dome. Mm-hmm. It is in some textbooks in China, though, that it was successfully built. And so occasionally, City Hall will get calls from students in China who want to learn about the dome. I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> um... So this is all just to say that some of these plots would have been a lot more interesting than yeah the plot presented in this in this Long Island show. Yes, you know I think one of the problems with this show, and I've talked about it before, is that it's a show that makes a better pilot than a show. Mm. Because, and this is true of like most disaster dramas. Um, yeah. And anything with, like, a, con- a backbone that's based on conspiracy. Because the, like, spoopy elements mm-hmm. only work if you don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. as long as people are running around in the dark and TVs are, like, 
cutting out with weird static and filter sweep sounds, then, like, then that's spooky. But as soon as you start getting into, like, well, it's spooky because this alien race is something something. Or yeah, it all falls apart. Yeah, then it's like, mm. And you also can tell in some of these pilots that, like, I mean, every single disaster drama is going to have, like, the pilot and the second episode are going to be on the upward trend of a curve. And then you're going to hit, like, the middle ten episodes of the season, where it's just going to be a lot of people standing around police stations being like, well, this random name was found in this police file from 15 years ago, and they were never seen again. (laughs) And then it'll be, like, another four hours before there's any action. Yes. Yes. And then before you know it, it's the season finale and the network panics and just comes up with, like, a really convoluted ending. And it spirals from there. Right, because then they have to do season two. Yeah, because then they come back for season two and they're like, well, fuck me. Look at this bed I've made. (laughs) The aliens are back. Now it's more aliens and the president, too. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Please pitch a pilot that's called more aliens and the president, too. <laughs> I feel like it's. A, I feel like that would be the score hockey musical of network dramas. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> you know, you just get like the bare naked ladies in the Oval Office <laughs> singing a song. No. No. About the call they just got from the Department of Homeland Security about UFOs. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh my god. than her character in Downward Dog. Her character in the show was, I think, exactly the same except Mm -hmm. 
on the other side of her career trajectory. Yeah. You know, like, this is, she's exactly the same, but if that character was, like, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) I just imagined the very (laughs) standing in the display. masquerading as like a 23 year old at the beginning of her career all the way to like a 35 year old woman who's police chief on Long Island and somewhere in the middle the the naked ladies drafted the bare naked ladies (laughs) on ice on ice (laughs) seeing themselves the way their dog sees them oh no (laughs) I cannot I was happy to see she didn't have a dog in this show. She didn't have a dog in this one. Although they made her do this thing. I don't know if I can describe it, but there's this thing that they do on television when characters talk, and they do it in movies too, but when characters talk to children, where they try to make the adult character, like, a little too cool, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like a, it's an affect, that just is pretty wild. It's, like, so corny. Yeah. You know, like, they try to make them come off as, like, cool and casual so that the kid will trust them. Right. And it's it's so corny. It's not good. It's not. And then um, she casually, like, kidnaps a child. She kidnaps this weird alien child... And she goes to one of her police officers, and she's like, hey, I'm keeping this kid, which is kind of illegal, so just don't tell anyone, okay? And then he's like, yeah, sure, I won't tell anyone. She's like, oh my god, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) But then it, like, gets her whole family killed, including her sort of ex-husband. They don't get killed. No, I said almost. Oh. <laughs> I think I did anyway. Something. I'm still thinking about the bare naked ladies. So I, I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird, weird juju going on on yeah. that show. Like, I couldn't tell if, like, her creepy, obsessive energy towards this child was, like, on purpose, or if that was just what they were doing. I mean, I think it's supposed to be, like, I don't know, like, circumstantial, and then at some point it'll be, like, they were drawn together by fate or something. 
And aliens and the bare naked ladies. And by the aliens <laughs> and the president and the bare naked <laughs> President Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> They're all co-president now. Oh boy. It's <laughs> a lot happening. Um I think it's significant that the little girl looks like her. Mm. Did you notice that? I think that's gonna mm-hmm. be a thing. Uh-huh. Because, you know, in these things, there's always, like, a moment where the lead character has to reckon with, like, why they were the one involved in the, con- yeah. the conspiracy or the spoopy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the supernatural happenings. Um, and so I'm sure, like, whatever reason it is that this chick got involved will be connected to this, like, child. And so... Yeah. Yeah. They were brought together by fate, kind of a thing. It was a little alarming when she was like, oh, I have to give you a name. I'm going to name you after the name I almost gave my child. Yep. Like, what? What? (laughs) Why? And then they just, like, never address her actual child. (laughs) Never. Her child, like, has a couple of really cutting lines about, like, her therapy Right. And, like, her fucked up life now that her parents have been divorced for, like, two months. And they otherwise, like, just pretend she doesn't even exist. Yeah. It's weird. So much weird, Juju. Mm-hmm. They were trying to do a lot in this pilot. Without, like... So, like, Stumptown was also trying to do a lot, but they, like, did the work of identifying a lot of the plot threads that they were trying to do. Yeah. You know, like, they were like, she has PTSD, she has a concerned friend, she has a one-night stand with this hot cop, she has a weird history, both personally and business-related, with this casino family. This casino family maybe does organized crime. Like, there's lots of, there's lots there, and they tell you all of it over the course of the episode. Right. Right. This show is like, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at this spooky television. What could that be? <laughs> and then their only attempts at building any kind of like plot are like Grandpa has cancer. That's yep. all we see of it is he goes, I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa has fireman cancer. And yeah, fireman she cancer. has salty divorced husband. Yeah. Her ex-husband, I mean, by that. Mm-hmm. And she has salty teenager. Mm-hmm. And then she has, like, young cop mentee. Yeah. Like, her relationships with any one of those people was not different than her relationship with the stranger she met on the beach. Yes. She was the reporter and with the alien child. <laughs> yes. Like, they were all brand new things to her. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, all brand new places. Like, she, like, none of it, there's just nothing to any of it. No. Like, all of us were just dropped into a simulation. I mean, maybe that's the big surprise at the end of season one. In the show. I mean, it's gotta be, it has to be aliens because there's so much, like, interference with digital stuff. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, like anytime the TVs and the alarm clocks go screwy and then there's a blackout, then that's usually mm-hmm. aliens. Right. Right. Um, it was aliens in Flash Forward. Never confirmed, but low-key aliens. Yeah. Um, I think it was aliens in Under the Dome, which they also fuck up mm-hmm. the cell phones and stuff in that one. Yeah. I think Manifest was, like, hinting towards aliens, but also maybe, like, angels or something. Not totally it clear. Was, it was Jesus. It was It was very confusing. They were, like, <laughs> they were going for a lot. Speaking of shows that try to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was the whole thing. Yeah, it's usually aliens is the bottom line. Right. Yeah, I don't know how this show has any longevity. It doesn't. It's because I like. I don't know. Like there was a big blackout that seems to be isolated just to the town. Mm-hmm. And other than the mysterious crash, there don't seem to be any after effects, and there don't don't seem to be any other blackouts, and and so it's hard to imagine. That, like, the aliens or whatever other supernatural force has, like, a bigger plan for this community. And, like, the aliens or the government want this kid back, presumably because she's either, like, a member of an alien race or a test subject or both. And so then we're just going to spend a lot of time with, like, someone tries to get the kid and downward dog lady saves the kid and... Then we learned some fun facts about the aliens. Um, Don't forget she stole a knife. Oh, and, like, cut a computer chip out of her face? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought she was about to, like, (laughs) rip her skin suit off and reveal, like, a lizard person underneath. Yeah, that was a little alarming. Yeah. Also an interesting music choice in that scene. I don't even remember what it was. I don't either, but I remember it being a <laughs> quite the juxtaposition. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for sure won't be watching more of this one. No, I'm good. You know, I watched, like, 12 episodes of Manifest, so I'm willing to put myself through some stuff. You are. But I also watched, like, two full seasons of Revolution. That is too much bad content. (laughs) There's a lot of really bad content out there, and I have watched quite the ratio of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sure have. Yeah. I think if I had to choose between these two shows, I would watch more Stumptown. If I... uh, I don't know. If I had to choose... <laughs> if the Bare Naked Ladies were making you choose, Kirstie. I would choose whichever one the Bare Naked Ladies were in, first of all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just imagined us getting, like, a rush of news from our listeners of, like, all of the things that the Bare Naked Ladies have had a cameo in and then, like, having to watch oh, all no. of them. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll watch Bare Naked Ladies content. They have to have songwriting credentials, though. They do. They do. Yeah. Um. Oh, buddy. Uh, I don't think I... I think I would 
rather have the weird alien race kidnap me. <laughs> wow. Is what I think. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. All right. I mean, they were fine. Like, I didn't mind watching them today, but, like, I'm not trying yeah. to do it ever again. No. I think that's fair. Yes. Well, if anyone out there is watching either one of these shows, please report back. Please report back. And if you enjoyed this discussion of the Bare Naked Ladies, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or yeah. wherever you're listening. Um, leave us a review with your favorite Bare Naked Ladies song. Yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Double points if it's Daryl versus the kid. Oh boy. Yeah. If your favorite song is Daryl versus the kid, then you you owe us a five star review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you don't want to talk to us about the bare naked ladies, but you do want to talk to us, you can also find us. <laughs> On Twitter at HateWatchWithUs, or you can email us at HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com, or you can just visit our website and check out content uh, at HateWatchWithUs.com. If you go there and you scroll way, way, way back, you'll find our Downward Dog stuff, and that is the good, good shit right there. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, I'd like to take a moment to shout out um, our listener, Rachel, who found yes. us on Twitter to tell us some extremely important um, holiday hate-watching news, which is that there will be three Vanessa's Hudgens. Three of them! There will be three of them on screen. So we're fitting that into our schedule for the holiday yes, season. We have we have adjusted our schedule accordingly, Rachel. Thank you so much for your dedicated journalism. Thank you. Did you already do the thought bubble one? No, it's your turn to do the okay, thought bubble. Okay, <laughs> so we are <laughs> we are members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. You can find their shows at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter or thoughtbubbleaudio.com or thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com. And they have other shows. Um, they have shows that talk about comic books, and they have shows that talk about literary books, and they have shows that talk about movies. So they pretty much cover the whole spectrum. And they definitely don't have any shows that talk about the bare naked ladies. So you can think of it as <laughs> we don't your... know that. I mean, I feel pretty confident about it. Frank, you can correct <laughs> us if I'm wrong. Yeah, but think of it as your your refuge from weird us. television. <laughs> pitches about the bare naked ladies <laughs> um find all of their shows you can also find them on patreon uh where you can pay them and therefore at some point us and i can repair my basement <laughs> yeah speaking of spoopy things <laughs> the great poop tub flood has not been resolved yet <laughs> Poop tub flood <laughs> is still ongoing in my heart and mind. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, thank you right. for listening to this show that we recorded for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> You have to start the podcast. Okay, <laughs>
Okay. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm going to start the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, boy.